view your subject through multiple lenses. I mean, the S21 Ultra has four cameras. So it's mm -hmm. really been developed for the TikTok generation. And um, it really lends itself for um, supporting them um, you know, the services coming out of Instagram, for example, like their Reels, Instagram Reels. So again, short video formats um, is just, you know, it's just been a, a huge explosion really over the past year. And we'll see more and more of that. And absolutely, this the S21 series is, is prime for that audience, absolutely. On today's podcast, I'm talking to Sharon Hegarty, the Samsung UK Head of Marketing for the Mobile Division. And unsurprisingly, we are talking about their brand new handset. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we talk to leaders from across the industry and bring you some news and opinion. Joining me today is Akish. Akish, I just I got a little um, delivery through UPS today. Oh, yeah. Ready for spring. I feel like, you know, it's the beginning of February, but I'm going to bring in the spring early. Oof. <laughs> Check those out. Now, now, that screams I'm a runner and what? <laughs> so for, but obviously, this, for this the is benefit, yeah. For the benefit of uh, of the listeners, Dave's holding up some. What is it neon green running shoes with some yellow, yellow at the front. Yellow? Is it yellow? Lime yeah. at the back. Oh, and then some orange laces uh, with a black tongue. Yeah, I mean, mate, wow, wow. Yeah, they're 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 a bit of bit of a bit of a product plug here. They're a Saucony. <laughs> Uh, fast which nines which has nothing to do with technology so i don't feel bad saying that at all because it's not like i'm plugging anything to do with the show but uh super lightweight mate made for roads when it's dry because you know what in about four weeks time we're going to be basking in glorious sunshine i can feel it beautiful and also have you, have you not felt that the the afternoons now have gotten a little bit better i mean i'm, I'm sat here just looking out the window. It's quarter past bit... four, and I can I can see sunlight behind yeah, you on your wall. Exactly, and it, I, th I think it's lovely. Some, I mean, sometimes I sit here just looking out the window at quarter past four, thinking I'm fed up with working from home and all this shit. But you know, at least it's, at least you're not looking out into the dark, which uh, it's <laughs> sunshine makes the world a better place. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, on that because you know. Actually, oh, this is this is a fair point. Actually, it was Groundhog Day last week in um, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Great film, by the way. If you haven't watched it, if you're looking for something in lockdown, Groundhog Day is a classic. Bill Murray. Mm. Um, but I, I think, I don't think he predicted a longer summer. I think, I think, I think he didn't see a shadow or whatever. So it's not going to be a longer, not going to be a longer winter, rather. So I think he he predicted good news. So anyway, nice. that's a random aside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into today's interview uh, with Sharon from Samsung uh, and myself and Akish will be back with some commentary on it afterwards and a little bit of technology news. So today I'm chatting to Sharon. Uh, Sharon, you're the marketing director UK and Ireland for the mobile division of Samsung. How are you? Great. Thank you, David. Lovely to meet you. Busy time of year just after CES and uh, not only TV, but radio. I can't escape the S21 adverts at the minute. I'll be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, we started the year, fast start to the year, with our brand new launch of our S21. So um, we're really in the thick of the full launch. Um, yeah, really exciting times. Look, just out of interest, um, our most recent episode at the time of recording, um, it won't be when this goes out, it'll be a couple of episodes back, but was with someone called Val Vacante, who was um, demoing a startup product at CES. So it was quite interesting to get 
her version of what CES was like. As Samsung, as, as one of the biggest names in the technology market, how did you find a virtual version of CES and a product launch when you're not all able to pick up a phone, right? It's very different. But one thing we have been learning over the past year is to um, bring a more immersive experience to a virtual uh, virtual world. And um, you know, I think it's, you know, getting away, you know, nothing sort of replaces that hands-on demo, but... Uh, now, I think we've uh, obviously already done a really good job in terms of trying to, to demonstrate our products on products in a virtual world. It's nothing like the real thing, but I think we'll see that going forward, actually. The one yeah. thing about um, having a virtual event is that the reach, you can really extend in terms of who can actually see and touch. And also, by not being there in person, you're also not doing as many steps. Um, <laughs> you only do thousands and thousands of steps in a week. Um, but overall, it's a bigger reach. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think anything can really replace you know having a hands-on experience. But uh, we're definitely improving how we bring that to life. I must. I must admit, and there's been some great products. Um, I particularly like our um, robot that we showcased at CES, which can uh, yeah. um, you know help around the home. And uh, we'll see a lot more evolution of robotics. I think going forward. Yeah, I was keen to say because look, obviously the the S twenty one is is kind of the flagship model, but there must be some other products as well. And and by the way, whilst you mention less step uh, less steps, also perhaps less alcohol units and less fast food. Uh, so you know, balance. <laughs> there, there there is some balance there. I tend to find when I go to these tech conferences, I live an awfully unhealthy life, even if I'm walking around more. But um, yeah, what what, what are the products? Yeah, what what other products were there uh, other than that the the, the flagship in, in terms of the smartphone? Um, for for us, so um, we're really focused on the S21 right now, and um, we've got a huge amount of, of product portfolio. So just in terms of, you know, my role in Remit at uh, Samsung, it covers smartphones, but also we have a huge amount of uh, um, focus on our ecosystem products right now. So wearables, so watches, um, our buds, uh, tablets, um, new computing, um, which is another new category that we're really growing this really growing this year and also accessories and then also um, a massive increase in our services as well so not just on our hardware side but products such as our Samsung Pay so we're seeing more and more people using contactless so again we've seen a huge surge of usage on um, our Samsung Pay and Pay card services as well as Samsung Health um, which again has been a huge adoption for our um, a lot of our customers on our base. You know, we've got two and a half million customers in the UK now using our Samsung Health app. And um, again, I think it's just been, you know, I think we've all over through the pandemic, um, I think we all need to take, we've all realised that we need to take more responsibility for our health and well-being, and um, being able to provide those applications to our customers via their smartphones or their watch. Um, we've seen a huge increase in that. It's worth talking about on, mm. on a serious note because health and yeah. well-being is something that's really important at the minute and well-being in terms of, of mental health as well, how much sleep are people getting and so on. And you're talking about a really um, competitive marketplace uh, with a huge number of different products and brands out there. So how how do you differentiate for, for a customer? Because I, I personally don't think it's just enough to go, here's another watch because they can – to a degree, all give you similar data, but I, I, I kind of see the, the data itself being the bit where 
where surely you can begin to differentiate because you know I, I might wear a wearable and it might tell me I've slept for so many hours a night but in isolation that means nothing well for I mean we've got 15 million customers and um you know the, the benefit of having um customers who've got a smartphone and then it's really like using our, your, our products as, as an ecosystem so I've got my setup for me I've got my Samsung smartphone my watch and my buds and they're all connected. And um, yeah, it does help to monitor just my fitness in general. And yes, it's great to know how much I've slept, but also, you know, I'm not going to the gym, obviously, at the moment. So it's tracking my steps. I don't always need to take my phone. I can just go out with my watch. Um, I think that's also really important in terms of my watch telling me when to get up and move away from the screen. So um, the benefits of having it all connected obviously what a really key usp for our customers and then really bringing those other apps to, to, to you know for using the things like the samsung health apps um and samsung pay so you know it's part of our i call it an ecosystem if you like if you're a samsung customer you get the real benefits then of using all our products together in a connected way um that has real benefits then as well and also then on top of that things like smart things um which is our new products to help you find your devices when you um lose them in the house which ridiculous i hardly leave the house and i constantly lose my buds but now i've connected them to my smart my smart things app i can actually track them so it is great <laughs> so there's much more of a connected story that we're trying to tell as well <laughs> i had a similar story recently where i i, I discovered that my buds were in the washing machine so <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, they're so you know. nice. Yeah. Hey, look! I know. You know, they're beautiful as well. They're like a piece of jewelry, so you don't want to lose them. But um, yeah, absolutely. So you know, the real benefit for us is is when it's all connected, and uh, really having that sort of a connected connected story for our customers is key. And we're seeing more and more of our customers adopt, um, you know, more and more of our products, which is uh, which is great for us and better in terms of getting the best out of the product usage, definitely. Do you, do you see behaviours being driven by the pandemic? You talk about um, Samsung Pay. Obviously, contactless mm. is something that's massively on the rise at the moment. And I, I suppose that would probably be borne out in the adoption of that technology. Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, I've been in um, uh, tele telecoms for most of my career, so a very long time. And every time, you know, there's been 3G, 4G, we always see that the smartphones becoming more and more important. But I think, you know, through this pandemic, uh, technology has never been so important, really, whether we're craving that sort of connection with our friends and family that we're missing and people are doing more video calling um, and just the sort of dependency of using smartphones as well for um, tech and uh, viewing as well, right? So, I mean, the amount of people are using their smartphones for just watching content in general and entertainment. But yes, we're seeing a huge increase then in people getting um, more used to, I think, using things like smart, like contactless when 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 they're out and about. I mean, my mum was she's always a good example. You know, she, she would never even do a video call before. Um, and now again, she's adopted that on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, she, she uses her debit card more and more for contactless. And again, it's just an evolution of that now of using your your phone or your watch for, for for payment as well. And people are just getting used to that used to that now. I mean, I think we've gone through such a huge digital explosion and adoption over the past 10 months that would have taken years for many companies to get there. And that's, you know, in terms of how we buy. So more and more people, you know, 
getting used to buying online and using those e-commerce with retail retail clothes. You know, and whether we go back to that permanent, we saw obviously that bounce back a little bit when retail reopened. But um, I think people are just getting more and more used to, you know, um, buying online or uh, communicating digitally. And I don't, and I think that that's that's that will stay. A lot of those behaviours will stay. And um, as I said, the smartphone is, is such an integral part of that now. Um, as I said, whether it's viewing, as I've mentioned, you know, just in terms of social networks. The explosion mm. of things like YouTube views, you know, just last year, I think just after the first lockdown, I think about 16 and a half billion YouTube views of um, various content. And, you know, we've all done the TikTok dance, right? So, um, and again, I've got two teenagers in my household. So <laughs> we're constantly on their social networks and watching their Netflix and everything else on their phones. You, you mentioned their TikTok. Mm-hmm. How important, and I noticed that the S21 advert on the radio very much focuses around the creative content aspect um you know somewhat someone sh- i think it's someone shooting some kind of piece of wildlife and, and it kind of yeah. all does a david Attenborough Na- style na- kind of voiceover for how the phone captures it people seem to be downloading less apps than they used to there was some interesting stats that came out of ces that x percentage of americans don't even download a new app in, in any given month and the adoption when they do is only 21 percent or something like along those lines so we are people seeing you know we're, we're seeing these these devices far more as mini tv studios rather than tens of thousands of, you know people only have a few apps but it's what you can do with the versatility of the device now absolutely and um you know we've really focused on our camera and video capability for the s21 um you know shooting in 8k I mean, it is really direct-to-view quality. Um, we have got a feature called Director's View where, you know, it um, allows um, the customer using the phone sort of sort of really view your subject through multiple lenses. I mean, the S21 Ultra has four cameras. So it's mm-hmm. really been developed for the TikTok generation. And um, it really lends itself for um, supporting them um, you know, the services coming out of Instagram, for example, like their Reels, Instagram Reels. So, again, short video formats um, is just, you know, it's just been a, a huge explosion, really, over the past year. And we'll see more and more of that. And absolutely, this the S21 series is, is prime for that audience, absolutely. I mean, it does, it does sound like there's there's been a flip between the, I suppose, the, the phones itself driving what was capable of, of apps now to the point where, the services are driving where the manufacturers are trying to go to kind of keep up with with what's possible in terms of, as you say, reels, et cetera. Yeah, it's complementary, you know, understanding our customers' needs and then providing them with the um, with the tools to uh, and to enable them to to you know to make those videos is absolutely key. You know, the speed of our services. Again, when you're using your smartphone for streaming or gaming then our speed processes are really, really fundamental to that. So we're seeing the smartphone being used for so much more, as I said, communications tools, um, mm. shooting video, more and more photography, and actually just creating that. In terms of the, the video element and the photography element, we're also seeing a new create a new visual language. You know, And again, how many times do you actually message someone? You'd rather send them a GIF or a video, again, using my own children, they you know, they talk to me in pictures most of the time mm. or videos. And that's just a reflection of um, the, the, the changes in behaviour we're seeing. So we're providing those the, the right services and 
products and features for our customers to be able to do that. So yeah, look, I, I do want, I did want to talk about sustainability because it is, mm-hmm. it is a, 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 it's a key concern, right? Over the last year, obviously, your customers they will both want a new product. Um, I like new products, but at the same time, I am aware that I probably shouldn't be upgrading my phone every two years and should probably be getting a slightly longer lifespan out of it. So, so, so I can see that that's a difficult tightrope to walk. Well, we bring products to market, you know, we're the relentless pioneer and we're constantly driving innovation. We want to make sure that, um, you know, we bring new products to market that our customers want. Um, at the same time, we're very conscious in terms of ensuring that um, we're, we're sustainable in all of this. So over the past five years, you know, we've reduced plastic, so our packaging by 92%. Also, we're slowly removing chargers from from the, the, the phone. So the S21 comes with a USB charger, um, but it doesn't come with the, the actual plug. And you know, the reason for that is, again, it's customer feedback. But most of the time, every time you buy a new phone, you stick, you stick with one charger and, it, you know, the rest of the charges just pile up in, in a drawer in your house. So people aren't using them. Mm. Um, so we're removing the charger and also the... Um, the earphones, because again, people want choice in terms of their, their earphones. So by doing that, again, it's making sure that we're not producing stuff that people don't want, as well as, I say, reducing the packaging over long term. Look, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Obviously, the the new product has just launched, um, so I hope it continues to go well in terms of um, consumer adoption of that. So so good luck, but uh, thank you for your time and have a enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, David. It's been lovely to speak to you. Right, you were you were taking the mick out of me on a group chat, suggesting that I was trying to get some free free gifts. I was, yeah. I was. It's, it's when you went. I, th- I think I think she she was talking about the 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 aesthetics or how how good the earbuds look, and you went, yeah, I found my earbuds in the washing machine, almost as if you were expecting her to go. Do you know what, Dave? Because you got me on the podcast, I'll I'll send you a pair. I'll send you a pair, and I'm just like. <laughs> I was like, oh mate, that's shameless. But you know <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure. No, the- no. <laughs> what what I should explain for the listeners, my buds are uh, a different brand entirely. I won't say because it's not fair to Samsung as they're on this show to plug another brand, but they're a completely different brand. Not mm. Apple as well, not their main mm. rivals. Mm. Uh, and I've already replaced them. It's my okay. fault for putting them in the machine. Uh, but Sharon does talk about the fact that and she says smart things. The product is smart things find. She was keen that I I just made 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 a mention of that. Smart things find mm. is a very good is a very good feature because I would have known that I'd put them in the washing machine. Yeah, it is a very good feature actually because I do that as well. I walk around with one AirPod on. She, she, it, when she listens back to this, she's probably not going to like the fact that I'm a, a an Apple user as, as we've kind of you know put on before. Well, maybe but maybe this around... interview maybe this interview is going to change you. There we go. Anyway, yeah. Well, I, do you know what? I, I actually did think like the way she was talking about it just seamlessly connecting together and not you know the the pro- not using the price point that Apple use for putting everything together and i'm talking even the iCloud you want more storage you got to pay from 2.99 to 12.99 a month you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like th- 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 there's a lot of benefits but i i i, I would love that cuz sometimes i walk around the house with one earbud in which is kind of paired to my phone to my work phone so i can just pick up the calls but then i'll lose up like, the case and i won't know is it in the bedroom is it downstairs in the kitchen uh the other day it was in one of the cupboards where i put coffee in so i i, I put it there to get the <laughs> coffee out and then sh- shut the cupboard and then 
you know when it starts making a noise so when you, when your battery's going now i'm walking around the house thinking where the hell have i put this um and found it like nine o'clock at night <laughs> and i was packing well, away every, like, the amount of times i've put stuff down in my house and i'm just wandering around going i don't understand it's like what have I done? Yeah. It's such yeah. a common thing in lockdown. Yeah, uh, although it can only be in like three places, it still manages to get lost. Um, I do, did think that it was really interesting when she was talking about digital explosion and adoption of technology. She was talking about mm. a mum using tech, phones, the watches, because it, it kind of made me realize when she's talking about 15 million customers mm. already and, and sleep and that ecosystem, this mm. digital explosion is a huge opportunity for massive companies like Samsung who... On the surface, you go, all right, smartphone. But when they start talking about Samsung Pay and the health and the well-being aspect, mm. that data feedback loop, it's its a huge potential for these organizations yeah. to Massive. really make a play in this space. I think, I think it's huge. And also, do you, I, I don't know if you find this right, but if we compare ourselves to March last year, March, April, yep. May last year, and then kind of compare us to where the next few months are going. I think it's gone more from the consumer tech or the kind of technology to get businesses working, to get organizations going. And I think there's been a massive shift now to personal technology, to Mm. things like the sound, you know, to things like the phone. How do things look, the resolution? You know, she talked about the cameras. I mean, you're probably taking loads of naturistic pictures or, you know, I know you love a selfie when you're running. Um, you yeah, see it on your Instagram. For Strava, for Strava. Yeah, for Strava. But, you know, things like that, I think, have become more important. But then also the watch thing um, or, or the wearable tech, I think, now, whereas because I think a lot of new people have adopted newer lifestyle choices things like walking or running or you know whatever kind of physical activity they now just want to mm. track it so they think well before i didn't really have a chance because i just used to go to the gym for an hour after work whereas now i'm actually going for a longer walk so i'm actually doing you know more kind of activity so i might as well track it and then it's also become a talking point with friends and family like my mum, for example she's um again an, an apple user but she bought um she bought an apple watch because all her sisters across the 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 world so she's got three sisters in canada um you know they they all share each other's activities so they all then mm. see you know how long she's gone for a walk and oh you know uh you, you haven't done anything i think it's just a way of them also to keep in touch but also you know feel like they're still very close to each other even though they're not. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think I think I think things like that is huge, and that explosion's been massive. Um, I was trying and, to think. As we, well, we said before in a pod as well, haven't we? That it's actually not millennials and Gen Z. Although the phone is aimed at the tech, the, the TikTok generation. Mm. Actually, the 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 whole package of of applications and software is aimed at that at our parents' generation, as you're talking about there, yeah. who who have adopted this technology for the first time. Yeah, and and I think they've had to. I think because. I think if you're trying to convince a, and we use my mama, my mum as an example because I don't really know anyone else. But if I was trying to convince her a year ago to to buy an Apple Watch and you know do this and you can track this, she'd be like, "Get out of here! I don't need it. I've got a watch that I wear. You know, it's only going to tell the time that sort of thing." But I think now when they start to see the benefits, and quite frankly, I don't think they've got anything else to spend their money on really, which has helped <laughs> this company. No, generally, do you not think? Yeah, like, yeah. 
yeah, realistically, we're not going out. We're not doing all the leisurely things that you, you probably used to spend money on. Holidays, for example, massive outlay. They they they, they could buy some gorgeous lime green yellow trainers with well, they great laces. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't yeah, think anyway. <laughs> if I if I saw my mum in those, I'd just feel like she's going for a crisis. <laughs> I'd need to get her checked <laughs> up. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's also people's people's um financial um positions. Yeah you know you're not spending money on 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 all the fancy things or or the the luxury things that we we probably would be used to so maybe it's just a regauge to think right how how else can i have some fun and and gadgets as as she talked about in the interview with her kids and yeah there's so many things you can do um which is which is crazy um i also i love the fact that 92 percent reduction of of plastic you know i think i i think it's really important that companies do do what they can mm. it's difficult right because on one hand you want to turn around and go well guys you you don't need to buy a new phone every two years i mm. buy a new phone every two years so i realize yep. how hypocritical that is right yep or you know i renew my contract so i want the latest phone yep. but there is that awareness that that's not necessarily good for the planet for samsung they obviously want to ship uh and shift new new devices mm. but that means that the question mark is all right. If you if you're going to produce a new phone, where else can you can you do something that's that's friendly for the planet? And I'll be perfectly honest. When she talked about the batteries, no charger, hmm. I'd always thought that was just the companies being tight. And I realise hmm. how stupid that is of me now. But yes, of course. Why why do we need a million and one chargers around the house? Yeah, yeah, no, very true. Very true. Did you honestly? Did you think that was just because they were skimping on stuff, or because they were being environmentally aware? Um, I thought they were skimping on stuff. If I'm honest, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll put my hands up. I thought they were skimping on stuff because, because also, I, me and I should probably know this, seeing as I appear on a technology podcast, I always think that if the new product comes with a new charger, that means it charges better than the old charger because that's somehow like worn out, or, or you know, you've mm. kind of you know just just ruined it or, or whatever um and let's be honest sometimes you know i don't know about your charges but my charges get knackered because you're just shipping them from one place or another you're putting them in bags you, do you know what i mean I, I like to use a new one but you know I, I think if we need them we should be able to buy them separately and i, I don't think yeah. every new phone needs it and I, and I think from a from a sustainability point of view fair play so i'm i'm prepared to stand corrected and be like okay and uh and i like samsung because with apple products then all the new products come with a new thunderbolt charging cable and 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 socket thing um which does make it charge quicker as compared to the older ones so you know they're they're trying to obviously make the old yeah, apple, apple change, it, change it every couple of years the port which is yeah anyway exactly. anyway let's not talk about them on this <laughs> um sharon thank you very much for being our guest um I'll give you my address if you'd like to ship a new phone. No, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. For it's two, sh- two shameless plugs in in one uh, one episode. <laughs> I like I like my name won't be brand name won't be mentioned phone anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to an advert break and we'll be back with some commentary on some item of news. A couple of years ago, Michael and Jacob, two friends from London, were both thinking about their consumption and sustainability as a whole. Michael, a professional footballer at the time, realised he had no options when it came to sustainable sportswear. Overconsumption and underuse was all too common. Hilo was born, a sportswear brand fighting for the planet by changing mindsets. They started with a running shoe made with seven natural materials, and the shoe can be recycled at the end of its life. As a company, they've offset their carbon to beyond zero, making them carbon negative. 
You can find out more about Hilo and support their mission at hiloathletics.com. That's H-Y-L-O. We support the Hilo movement. So, bit of technology news for you. Uh, this, obviously, I, I can't imagine anyone has, has escaped this. It's not just technology news, it's just news. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon. Mm. Well, he's got, he's worth about $184 billion. Um, Is that post, post breakup? pre-breakup yeah no post post, post, um, post yeah. yeah i mean i think the th- last three months of of 2020 they something like they made 100 billion or something ridiculous <laughs> as a company i mean it's just it's just mad i think i think i read somewhere that their wealth is greater than the wealth of norway you're talking about an organization that employs 1.2 million people and is literally more powerful than lots of the countries on the planet i mean it's ridiculous just isn't it nuts. it is ridiculous but, um, that i've seen there that was in a my great lifetime. article in the guardian sorry go on it's ridiculous i've seen that in my lifetime as well yeah like that's that's the crazy thing about it hmm. you know it's oh god yeah wow anyway sorry carry on sorry yes uh there was a great <laughs> article in the guardian it's a long read i shared it on linkedin um talks about jeff bezos talks about amazon there was well, there was a great point i love the fact that the author was very honest in his kind of you know he he was writing a book about sustainability and, and avoiding kind of overconsumption whilst buying his research through amazon and he realized this was slightly hypocritical fair play to him he was also talking about the fact that um if we, it's obviously vogue at the minute to try and say that you you avoid amazon mm. and that you shop through other sources yes but it is impossible to avoid Amazon. For example, the article that I was reading, the, uh, the sorry, the, the, the article uh, I was reading was in The Guardian, and The Guardian's uh, services are hosted on Amazon Web Services. Yeah. And Amazon Web Services is the single most profitable part of Amazon. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the underlying infrastructure of the internet as far as most companies are concerned. So it's a little hard to avoid. And yep. that just kind of got me thinking. That's not to say that individual customer choice is not important, but it just underlines the need for governments and regulation to do more. Mm, it's true. I think when, when a lot of people would read that, I think the common person would probably think, oh, Amazon, you know, I'm, I'm not going to order stuff off Amazon and all this sort of stuff, right? But it's actually, that that's a, a, a little bit of their business. But you know, you look at you look at their online streaming stuff. I mean, what they've done with um, the Premier League football. Yeah, you know, did you do you ever think you'd, you'd be able to stream a Premier League game on Amazon, right? But it's happened. Um, yeah. You know, well, and- we often we often think of um, sorry of Netflix being a major rival to Amazon Prime, but Netflix uses AWS. Yeah, exactly. So you know, uh, banks use it. Our payments, our cross-Atlantic payments, all our online transactions, you know, a lot of the banks that that we work with as an organization, they use AWS as part of their core infrastructure. Mm. So, you know, when when you kind of think, when you actually take a step back and think those, you know, little bits that I bought of Amazon and those candles and all these sorts of random little bits and bobs, that's a little bit of their business, you know. A large part of it is is being done with the people that can actually pay the big bucks. Um, Yeah. And so, I also think it's unfair to, to to put this choice on people and say you should make the choice. You 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 know it's morally repugnant if you use mm. Amazon. Um, all right, we can make safe choices, but at the same time, we shouldn't feel guilty for wanting convenient, cheap products. It's a it's a tough old world out there. Absolutely, um, that's part of you know free market economics. Yeah, um, it is incumbent on businesses. Sorry, on governments rather to 
to make sure that there aren't just colossal monopolies. And they failed yeah. that and they fawned over big business for years. Mm. And, and I think especially when you, you kind of, uh, when you look at Amazon Web Services, for example, you think about Dell, you know, you think about HP, you think about all these massive names that were providing IBM. You remember when they were big back in the day? I mean, I, I know they still do some stuff, but, you know, you, you think about their storage and solutions and, and, and the kind of infrastructure that they were providing. And now it's just been overrun by Amazon. I think the government yeah. can step in there or regulators can say, look, hey, look, listen, let's put it out to a fair bid. Let's, you know, do stuff. But you can't also then argue with the fact that their products are just good. So when people, you know, or, or these large organizations need a solution and Amazon is by far the best one in the market, they'll they'll just go for it in the same way if we need something delivered tomorrow or i could you know i don't know any other website where i could order something right now off my phone and get it by 10 o'clock tonight or or maybe a few hours ago but like do you know what i mean it's just i ordered some painkillers the other day at like two o'clock in the afternoon and they were outside my house at eight so you know it's just like convenience like that i think is especially when you're being told to stay home there you go. There you go. So how 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 are you meant to do it? You know, how, how are you meant to go to other places? If I'd ordered it from a pharmacy and all this sort of stuff, then, you know, wait two, three days and all this. Mm. It's just, you know, it just takes away a lot of hassle. And I think for yeah. a lot of consumers and businesses, I think they want the best that they can get within their kind of budget. And Amazon approving, I, th- I think what they've d- the good thing that they've done is they provided a price point for everyone or they provided a, a product or a solution for whether you're a global investment bank or whether you're a five man, you know, limited company or whatever, just a small independent, you can use their services in whatever way, right? Whether it's to get your products out to consumers, whether it's to, you know, keep all your data, all your files on a secured kind oh, yeah, of They are an enabler know, definitely for smaller businesses who, yeah. who need to be able to spin up and scale. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. So I don't know. I don't know where I sit with that argument, to be honest. I think I like them. I think what they're doing is good. And uh, I'm not sure what Mr. Bezos is doing. Just fancy a bit of time off, does he? Well, he's, sure. he's, he's hell bent on space travel, isn't he? Oh, ah. yeah. Anyway, look, I think we're out of time for today's show. Akish, thank you for joining me. Everyone else, no have a lovely weekend. Hopefully, there's a bit of sunshine over it. I see that the weather forecast in London suggests we're going to get snow and sleep from Monday. Yay. Uh, but enjoy your weekends, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Oh.